0: You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I'm your host, certified life coach, practicing physician, and busy boss lady mom, Kathy Whaley, MD. This is the podcast where busy professionals like you come to learn to create a life they don't need a vacation from by Burning Your Manual, this book that defines your expectations of self and holds you back. If you're looking to get off the hamster wheel, cultivate your wellness, and feel better, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Whaley, MD. We are regathering today to start the second part of our time management and time scarcity podcast. And today's episode, we're going to focus on how when our actions do not reflect our stated priorities, we create some time scarcity for ourselves. So this is likely going to be a short and sweet episode. We'll see. Depends on how chatty I am. Don't forget to subscribe if you want to hear the full series about time management. And as always, if you're enjoying listening to these, I would really appreciate it if you would share it with a friend. Help me get the word out because I am looking to help any and everyone overcome their time scarcity and live their best life. So let's start out talking about why this is a problem. So we sort of go along on autopilot a lot in our day. I talk about this a lot. I love the autopilot zone and we're doing the things that aren't as high on our priority list. And at the end of the day, we're scrambling to finish our to-do list and what are the things that are undone, potentially the most important things to you. And so then we sit there scrambling, trying to figure out how we're going to get everything done when there's just not enough time in the day. And in reality, We might not feel the same motivation if the important things weren't left to the end. So we want to solve this because when we get clear about our priorities and we make our actions actually reflect the priorities, then what is important to us actually does get done and we sort of happily just let the rest roll off to another day or time. So I'm going to give you an example of how this played out for me. I told you all how I would have these, you know, random days off when I was overworking and I would be running around like a chicken with my head cut off, just like I described. And I was absolutely a busyness addict. I had to consume my entire day with things to do. So imagine my surprise that at the end of the day, I would have not accomplished Doing the important things to me. Now, let me back up and say that I don't think I had awareness at that time that I wasn't doing the important things, but I was having really serious time scarcity issues and time management issues. So, when I had done my own life inventory and created a life vision, or really in my sense, it was really three different life visions. But one that was around promoting my wellness, another about how I was showing up for my family, and the last about how I was serving my community. Interestingly, I filled my day with crap that didn't meet most of those on the vast majority of my days. So you can imagine what happened when I had done my life inventory and I had started adding things to my to-do list that actually were in service of my life vision. They didn't get done, and I was pissed. They didn't get done, and I was pissed, and I did not understand why. I did not understand how to make it happen. And so here are my tips and tricks for how to really reorganize this in such a way that you do accomplish this. I learned this the hard way. I'm hoping that these tips will help you learn this more quickly. First, if you're a planner and you schedule your day ahead of time, which I think most busy people are, they sort of plan by necessity because they need to make sure that they get the important things done. So if you're that person, whatever time frame it is, whether it's a week ahead or the day before, really pay attention to what's going on your schedule. And I mean to the nitty gritty, like down to the activities of daily living. Because here's the deal. If your life vision is to ensure that you always have a super clean kitchen, okay, you're going to plan that in. But if not, there may be a day where you leave some dishes in the sink in service of priorities that actually matter to you. We don't think about that typically. We just clean up the dishes and put them away because that's the habit that we have created. And I am not telling you that that's the wrong thing. What I am telling you is that you want to make a conscious choice? If you're sitting there saying, one of my highest priorities is quality family time, and everybody in the family is cuddling and watching a movie, or reading a book, or listening to an audiobook, or outside playing football, and you're the lone person cleaning up the kitchen that one day, I would argue that you're not living actions according to your stated priority. And so then what happens is then you get all bitter. You get bitter about the dishes. You're like, I had to sit here and do the dishes and I missed out on the family time and my priority didn't happen because there just wasn't enough time in the day. Actually, no, there was enough time in the day. You chose to do the dishes instead of honoring your priorities. That's my tough love right there. That is the truth. And this... Was me. I can't tell you how many times after dinner. Ryan and my boys would be playing a game or doing something fun. And I'm sitting there cleaning up all the dishes. And y'all, if you've ever seen my husband cook, I'm telling you, he cooks the most amazing food. But I'm determined he uses every dish in the whole house. So there are still times now when I choose to do the dishes rather than join the family time. I'm going to tell you why it's a conscious choice because in doing the dishes, I have the ability to have some quiet time and almost some meditative time in doing the dishes. I can put something on to listen to that helps me sort of relax and center myself. And so if I choose to do the dishes, it's because it is prioritizing my wellness Over the family time that night, maybe I've tuned into myself and I've decided, you know what? I need this more, but I'm making a choice. Nothing was taken from me. Life is full of choices, folks, and we just have to exercise them. So as I mentioned, step one would be truly looking at how you're scheduling yourself and ensuring that how you're scheduling your day reflects your stated priorities there are going to be things that are fixed. Like you go to work from this time to this time. Or the kids have a soccer tournament at this time. But, but here's the thing. How many of you put your important things at the end of the day? You put your important things at the end of the day because you tell yourself that all the things earlier are the necessities. And so I have heard this from more than one person If you put self-care on the list for the day, they put it at the end because they somehow think that self-care is something they need to earn by getting all the rest of their stuff done. I do not agree with this. Self-care is essential. It doesn't have to be earned. So if your highest priority, like my highest priority, is wellness, I'm putting that at the first of the day. Or if there really isn't room at the first of the day, I'm putting it at the first after work. Before I even go home. Because I know if I get home, my kids are going to harass me about leaving. And I don't want to do that to them at all. Or me for that matter. I don't want to sit there and take away the together time, because quite frankly, when I get home and see them, I do want time with them, but I also want time for me. So the second part I want to bring your attention to is rethink what is necessity. There is a difference between necessity and non-negotiable, right? Non-negotiable things would be like showing up to work or Picking your kid up from school or dropping them off at school. Things that are truly a necessity squared makes it a non-negotiable. But then I want to talk about the necessity stuff. Okay, so we know we're going to feed ourselves and we're going to feed our children. If cooking some sort of elaborate dinner is on your list, have a backup plan. Rethink that. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. People just need to eat. (laughs) You know this. I know this. But it doesn't have to be exactly what you planned on the day that you planned it. And so here is something that I often do. I have backup plans for dinner. Or snacks. Or whatever it is. But I have backup plans. Because... If something in my day has taken longer than expected, that may be the thing that gets chopped in order for me to maintain my priorities. Priorities like promoting my wellness and showing up for my family like I want to, or serving the community. So listen, some of you may say, well, cooking my family a specific dinner is important to my family, and that's really fine. Again, you cater this to your priorities. When I said that my second priority was showing up for my family in the way I meant to, I meant as a person, not in how I serve them, not in the food that I cook. They need food in their bellies. I need food in my bellies, but I don't determine whether I am showing up the version of the person I want to be by what I put on their plate that day. And so this isn't me telling you that there's anything wrong with your priorities. This is me telling you, do the life inventory, figure out what they actually are, your top contenders, create your life vision, and plan your day accordingly. After you've gotten the non-negotiables down, plan accordingly what you're going to do. Because I'm going to tell you, at the end of the day, when I didn't cook the pork roast or whatever it is, I don't give two shits. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm just going to do it tomorrow because I can. Now, if it's about to expire, no, maybe I can't do it tomorrow, in which case I will freeze it or plan accordingly, or I will make sure that I put it on the priority list for the next day. But again, it's all about your priorities on a daily basis. So I've already sort of described the last point I'm going to make, which is, Plan for the obstacles. Plan for the backups that are needed. If something that's on the list is not a necessity, such as doing the dishes at night, make a plan for how they're going to get done if it's the sacrificial lamb that night in service of you spending time with your family. So maybe that's that you get up 10 minutes extra early the next day so that you can do the dishes before you start your day. It's up to you. It just depends on what your common obstacles are. But again, we plan for the obstacles and have an idea of how we're going to modify the non-essential and not high priorities. And so, again, for me, dinner is something that I always have a backup plan for. And frankly, it's sort of a standard backup. It's like, okay, if our dinner plan falls through, then we're going to eat this, which is in the freezer, and can be defrosted easily. If my self-care plan for the day gets hijacked by an actual emergency or something that makes me revise my priorities... Midday, such as a kid gets sick, and now I'm choosing not to go for my walk because I want to cuddle my kid. That's that moment that I'm actually choosing to make number two show up for fam- my family like I want to, into number one. It's going above my wellness in that moment. And so maybe I put wellness on the chopping block, but as I've mentioned other times, When I plan my self-care plan, I do it a week in advance, and I always have backups built in. So if I chop a walk one day, I'm going to have a backup activity, something that I can do easily later in the day or on a different day. But again, we have a tendency to victimize ourselves when something unexpected happens and we tell ourselves well, I didn't get to exercise today or I didn't get to do my self-care plan because so-and-so got sick. But like in reality, choices were made. I chose to hack my self-care plan for the day because I wanted to cuddle my sick kid. And that's okay. None of us need to feel bad about our priorities, whatever they are. However... We don't need to make ourselves feel bad when we revise them all of a sudden. So if you can't gather, part of what I'm describing is essentially defining your minimum acceptable baseline for your day. And the minimum acceptable baseline is the equivalent of what is going to be enough What are the important things that so long as they get done, I'm going to feel satisfied at the end of this day. And then the rest of that crap can roll over to the next day or just get cut. Not everything has to be done. So to recap, the steps or framework I would suggest to tackle this part of time scarcity. Number one, if you haven't already done so, do a life inventory, create your life vision, and then at whatever time frame there is, plan your schedule or your to do list. If you still want a to do list, plan it according to your priorities so that the important things really do get done. Step two, plan for the obstacles. And this goes back to making decisions ahead of time. I'm a big fan of making decisions ahead of time. Now, this doesn't mean that life doesn't happen because life is inherently quite messy. But what it does mean is that for the things that we can decide ahead of time, we're just sort of preemptively trying to plan and decide ahead of time. How will we overcome some very common obstacles that happen on a regular basis? Like I said, dinner is something that gets cut at my house on the regular. We go to a backup plan. For you, it may be something else, but there are certain themes that we always have. And then step three is really look at your day and define What truly are the important things, the minimum acceptable baseline that you're going to check off on this day to feel satisfied at the end? But let me be clear. When we have those checklists and we make those minimum acceptable baselines, if we don't hit it, that's where we then turn on ourselves And we get all pissy and judgy saying that we had failed. So I want you to tune into metacognition. And I want you to be your compassionate observer. Free of judgment. Because life is not perfect. We are not perfect. It's not a possibility. And so what I need you to recognize in these moments is that If it doesn't go according to plan, if we still do not get the important things done on that day that we wanted to, we have the ability to think about it and to examine it and study it so that we can refine our approach the next time. So I don't see the inability to finish the important things as a failure. I see it as a tiny microscopic data point on an overall trajectory. Because when I started trying to live my life according to my stated priorities, it was an utter flop. I had a lot of data to collect. And I still have days where somehow it just doesn't come to fruition. But I fail to harvest the information from it If I'm sitting there kicking my own ass. So you might try on some thoughts like I didn't get all the important things done today and that's okay. I'm going to learn from this and see how I can refine my approach for the next time. Nothing has gone wrong. Life is just messy. Things don't always go according to our plan. And to tie up this episode, I want to bring you back to some of the questions that I asked you in the first one. What do you believe about your ability to manage time? But now I'm going to ask you in the context of rethinking your priorities and structuring your day in such a way that it reflects your priorities. What do you believe about your ability to create that relationship with time using your priorities? And here's why I keep bringing up the beliefs. We have to become aware of what our beliefs are about time and time scarcity in order for us to move forward. Because ultimately, it's the beliefs that will hold us back in doing this work. If you believe that it's not possible to have the relationship that you want with time and priorities, it won't be possible. You'll never collect evidence to prove yourself wrong. You only collect evidence to prove yourself right. So if you're still stuck in the lack of belief phase, nothing has gone wrong, I've been there, please don't hesitate to reach out. And talk to me. I truly want to help. Because ultimately, seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. And until we can reframe our beliefs, we're sort of on the struggle bus. It takes time to get our beliefs where we want them to be. So nothing has gone wrong if you're sitting there saying, well, I'm just not there yet. No worries. The people I'm speaking to are the ones that when they consider the idea that they could have this relationship with time, they just get the willies and they're like extremely resistant. No, it's not possible. Wherever you are in your beliefs, nothing has gone wrong. I'm right here rooting for you. I am here to support and help you in any way. And I will continue to believe for you that this is possible. That is all I have for you today, my friends. I have really enjoyed being with you. I'm going to ask if you would please, please, please rate and review this podcast if you have not already. Interestingly, there are hundreds of listeners but not as many ratings. So if you would do me a favor in helping me get the word out, I would really appreciate it. So maybe that's getting the word out by sharing it with a friend. Maybe that's getting the word out by rating it or leaving a review, but I cannot help as many people without your help. I hope you have a wonderful Monday And I'll see you next week. Are you ready to get started building that life you don't need a vacation from? Well, visit me at kathywhaleymd.com for free resources, links to the blog, and information about upcoming events. There are many different ways to work with me, and if we aren't a good fit, I'll be happy to refer you to someone who is. I am right here rooting for you.